All right. Now, what I want to show you in the Word of God is the purpose of why people have not found. Remember, that is our journey. We're on a journey. And the journey is find the tree of life. Uh, we taught on find the tree of life. That was back in tape 57 and 58. I mean, right now we're on tape 77, 78. Uh, matter of fact, today, 79 and 80. Uh, because last week we showed you, uh, check your document. Now, these are reasons. I'm showing you reasons why people are saying, uh, I don't have the Holy Ghost. I never felt the presence of the Lord. I don't know that the Holy Ghost lived in me. Before that, we talked you find the uh, tree of life. That means that Christ's supposed to live in you, not just you in Christ. We showed you that, first of all, we showed when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You're no different than it was Adam. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, we showed that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And I think what people believe is, okay, I'm a new creation, then I have eternal life. No, you do not. That is the mystery. That is, that's why I'm going to be dealing with some mysteries pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to show you faith as a mystery. Christ is a mystery. These things you've got to know, all right? When you're in the body of Christ, you've got to know. All right. So in, in 2 John, we gave you that, all right? Now, here's my, here's my uh, destiny of my teaching. We talked about finding the tree of life. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to teach you so you will know, have you found the tree of life? If you found the tree of life, the spirit of Christ lives in you. Remember, it's not enough. Let me show you two verses, then I'm going to get to my teaching. Let's show you Colossians 1. The book of Colossians, uh, chapter number 1. Then I'm going to go to my teaching. Colossians chapter number 1. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to my teaching first, introduce the message, and then I'll give you all of that. Write it down in your notes. Uh, Colossians 1, 26. Write that in your notes. Uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We'll start with verse number 25, 26, 27. Christ in you. You want to put beside that Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then we're going to show you 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, be any man be in Christ. Two different things. So God made you a new creation, but now you got to find the tree of life where you can have Christ in you. That is my teaching. But let's go to the day's message in 2 Samuel. I'm sorry, 2 John is what I was reading. Let me finish that first. 2 John, verse number once again, uh, Verse number nine, it said, Whosoever transgresses and abideth, we want to make sure we got our screen up today. Second John, okay, uh, verse nine says, Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. All right, and if any man come unto you and bring not this doctrine, so you keep saying the word doctrine, receive it, not in your house. Now that word doctrine, we're going to use a plain, simple word, and that's teachings. Teachings. All right? Now, what you are being taught for salvation. I told you last week, your doctrine is what? What you're being taught for salvation. And now, we teach you here. That's what make sure we start off here. So today, uh, we want to bring you up to date now. Uh, I told you our mission Find the tree of life. That was tape number 57 and 58. And then I gave you another tape that I want to make sure we have is faith. And then I taught tape 75 and 76 how to have faith. How to have faith. So on those teachings. Now, if you say, Pastor, how do I know I got faith? I don't know if I got faith or not. We're not talking about your faith. We're talking about the faith of the Son of God. All right, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 with that verse. Uh, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, it's not your faith. All right, I showed you last week how God gave you faith. We, we get that last week teaching. Now today I want to move on uh, to today's teaching, and I'm going to start off today on the doctrine of Christ. Today's message is going to be called the doctrine of Christ. All right, 
But as we're teaching you the doctrine of Christ, what I want to do is I want to uh, show you that. I just showed you in 2 John the doctrine of Christ. But I want to go back and start where we left off with the last time. It was called the Apostles' Doctrine. Now, I'm just going to give you three today, and I believe if you get these three, there's a lot of doctrine. There's a lot of teachings in the Bible. There's the doctrine of the Pharisee, doctrine of the Sadducee. Everybody had their doctrines, all right? But the key is, I'm showing you what the three things was mostly believed in the Word. Number one was the doctrine of the Apostles' Doctrine. Now, most churches today practice the Apostles' Doctrine. They don't know that or not. So I'm going to show you in the Word of God the Apostles' Doctrine. Then I'm going to move to the second doctrine, and I'm going to show you the, the one I'm going to teach at 9 o'clock today is the doctrine of Christ. And then after that, we're going to go to the doctrine that we believe. So I deal with all of those scriptures at that time. All right. So today we're going to talk about the doctrine of Christ. But let's go back to what I started showing you last week. I want to make sure you see that real good, and that's the, uh, when I taught Check Your Doctrine, I taught you the Apostles' Doctrine. So let's go back to Acts chapter number 2. And when I said Apostles' Doctrine, it means what did they believe to be saved? And when you hear this, you're going to hear this is what most people are believing today to be saved. The book of Acts chapter number Two, and we want to start off with verse 36. When you always, when you read a letter, always read who is the letter to. Then you can read what is the letter saying, but first find out who is to. So let's see who is to. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Coming back to your camera, sir. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel. So we hear who is to. Now remember, you got churches today that teaches these doctrines. They don't know it. But the, when they started that church, that denomination, this person who started chose this doctrine. This is what he learned. And most people are teaching that today as doctrine, but it's not the doctrine so you can be saved. Let me say it again. It is not the doctrine. This doctrine is not how you're saved. But yet people are teaching it for salvation. Let's listen. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. But all, that all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus, whom you had crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter, remember? The apostles' doctrine. Peter was one of the apostles. Peter, James, and John. When you study those books, you're, you're studying the apostles' doctrine. All right, Peter, James, and John, and the rest of the apostles, See, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. Remember, this is the apostles' doctrine. Number one, repent. Number two, be baptized. Every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sin. Or you can get your sins forgiven. Now, that's the apostles' doctrine. Now, you got to be able to see why that is so different than yours, because I read to you Acts 26, 18, and I showed you that it didn't say nothing about repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive it. It don't say none of that. It told you to just receive. So you, you have to know what you believe. I'm showing you why people don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't know what they believe. They, they, they think that guy's right, that guy's right. That No, 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 no. There's only one person right, and that's God. You just, all these doctrines was taught, but you could be believing the wrong thing, is my point. All right, here it is, verse number uh, 37. And when he had heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. Uh, and they said to Peter, to the rest of the apostles, men and brothers, what shall we do? 2,000 years ago. So this is what Peter said to them to do. Peter said to them, number one, you need to repent. Number two, be baptized. Everyone in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now watch what happened when they did that. Then he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They had to do that to receive the Holy Ghost. And this is why most churches stops right there. Now in verse number 39, for the promise, the Holy Ghost, is unto you and your children, and to all that the Lord, uh, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. 
And with many other words, they testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation 2,000 years ago. Then they that gladly received his word, Peter's word, they were baptized, the same day that was added to them about 3,000 souls. And verse 42, and they continued steadfastly, here it is, in the apostles' doctrine. So the apostles' doctrine is repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's called the what? The apostles' doctrine. Everybody, the apostles' doctrine. All right, that's not all. And fellowship and breaking of bread, which is called communion or Passover. And in prayer. So that's why you see churches today are still eating the bread and the wine, drinking the wine off the table, because they are celebrating the apostles' doctrine. That's not how to be saved. All right. Now, we're going to go to verse number 46 in the same chapter. Acts chapter 2, verse 46, same chapter. It says, and they continue daily. And they continue daily with one accord, watch this, in the temple. And house to house. But watch what they were doing. They were breaking bread from house to house. So they continue in the apostle doctrine in the temple. So we know they were Jews because Gentiles couldn't go in the temple anyway. And breaking of bread. See, that's what they continue. Breaking of bread is what most churches are doing on the table. Every first Sunday is the apostles' doctrine. See, that was received by Peter, James, and John while they had Jesus the last day and Jesus gathered them around the table and broke bread to them and said, do this in remembrance of me. And churches, are, Peter was still doing it because that was apostles' doctrine. But now the people today who are under grace is still doing it because they don't know. You are celebrating the apostles' doctrine, which, which is, we're going to find out what you're supposed to be doing after a while. All right, but let's continue. Now let's go to Luke chapter 24, verse 46. Remember, Luke wrote the book of Acts also, so that's why we're going to go back to Luke. Luke chapter number 24 and verse number 46. We're going to read that from 46 down to verse 49. Now, this is after Jesus has risen from the dead. Verse 47 says, this is what he told the apostle to do. After he rose from the dead, he met his disciples. He said to them that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Talking about Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, beginning at Jerusalem. So that's what he told them in verse 47. Repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name in all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things told his disciples, was 12, one, one killed, and now one was added, if that was, was there. And I said, the promise of, the, of my father upon you, upon you, upon you, not in you, upon you, but tear you in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. But this is what he told them to preach. That's how they got their doctrine. It was called the Apostle's Doctrine. All right, now I want to go to another one. Let's Acts chapter 3. Let's go back to Acts chapter 3. We haven't got to the doctrine of Christ yet. So Acts chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse 19. So now Peter is addressing the people. When you read this, when you go to verse 11, verse 11 says, And, and as a lame man was healed, they healed Peter and John. So we know who's speaking. So let's verse 19. Watch what Peter's going to say to them again. Repent. See, if you hear the word repent in churches, that is the apostles' doctrine. So you're going to have to know what the word repent means. See, the reason, write that word down. Let me give it to you. The word repent means to change your mind about your doctrine. Repent means what? To change your mind about your doctrine. So you have to understand when 
it's not what it was then. Today is me changing mind. So why? I'm gonna, you can write this down. We'll go to them in a moment. In Luke 16 and 16, put that down. We'll show you that verse and why they had to repent, change their mind. And so you, that's why you had to repent, change your mind, because now we have to teach the doctrine of Christ. And this is why so many people don't want to change. They don't want to change their mind. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that uh, right now. Acts, uh, Luke 16, 16. Let's go there now. Luke 16, 16. Let's show you what it meant. See, this is why you hear the term repent. Because these people had been hearing the law and the prophets. See, God spoke to Israel by the law and the prophets. That was Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. We'll go there next. So Luke 16, 16 says, The law and the prophets were until John, talking about John the Baptist. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. All right, so the law and the prophet were to John. When John the Baptist came, he ended. The law and the prophet ended. So that's why he said, repent. You got to change your mind now because you can't be going about what the law and the prophet says. The kingdom of God is your new vision. How many understand what I just said? They had to go by the kingdom of God. Who was coming after John who was going to preach the gospel of the kingdom? Jesus Christ. You'll find out in a minute, right? All right, now let's go and show you that. Hebrew chapter 1. Then we go back to Acts chapter 3. Hebrew chapter 1. Watch what Paul told the Hebrews. Hebrew chapter 1 is what Paul told the Hebrews. Hebrew chapter 1, which were Jews. And verse 1, God, who has sundry times in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. See, that's how God spake by the prophet. So this was about to change. God now has sent his son. John is ministering, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. He's getting ready. To, so how are you going to prepare the way of the Lord? The people got to repent. They got to have a mind change. And that's what people don't want to do. They want to stay in their same mind, and they, they still want to be heard from the prophets. They still want to be heard what man's saying. That's why people are today. That's why you have people. They don't want to preach the gospel of Christ. They want to prophesy. They want to tell you what they say. They want to tell you what they hear God saying. And that's why so many people fall into that. All right? Watch what it says in verse number two. Had, past tense, in these last days 2,000 years ago, and yet people read that and say, we, when is the last day? The last days in my, the last days is past 2,000 years ago. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. Now you ought to know when God spoke to Israel by his son within the last days. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom we also made the world. So God spoke to the fathers by the prophet. Hath in the last day 2,000 years ago, spoke to Israel by his son. So if they were going to hear his son, they had to repent. They had to change their mind. They had to change their mind, their way of thinking. See, they can't be going by the prophets. They got to now, God has a new message. And that's why they have to change their minds. And that's why people don't want to receive the gospel of Christ Today, they don't want to change their mind. They want to stay with the water baptism. They want to stay with the bread on the table. And they don't realize that's going to cause them their life. Let's keep moving. Let's go back to Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. See, that's why you hear the word repent. Repent ye therefore and be converted, watch this, that your sins may be blotted out. Maybe. He's talking to Israel. So you don't have no problem with sins anymore if you're in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you go to a church that's not in Christ, you hear them talking about sins. That's why they take communion. When they take communion, they call it, they call it communion. It's really Passover, but it's called communion at churches now. We used to do that. And they always talk about you got to make sure your heart is right with one another before you take the communion. You got to make sure your sins are forgiven before you take communion. See, that always brings up sin again. Well, under grace, sin, sin is not brought up week after week. See, that's a difference in, in when you're in the ministry of grace. 
If you're taught grace, you have a, you taught sin, you have a sin mind. You teach, you give people the mind of sin. And that's what the law did. It gave sin, uh, the people of sin conscious. All right. They always come to the altar. Gotta, they got to get saved every week. That's what happens. Because you, they, you, that's what they think. I'm a sinner. That's the mentality. I'm a sinner. And the Bible plainly told you that you can't not be a sinner anymore if you're in Christ. But that's what people believe. All right. Repent, therefore, we had Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted. That your sins may be, may be blotted out. Watch this. When the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ. Now he's talking to Jews, not you. He shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. See, Jesus Christ was preached to the Jews. Whom the heavens must receive until. Now we know the heavens. We found it out in Hebrew chapter 12 where Christ is. He's in heaven. You are not come to Mount Sinai. Uh, you are come to Mount Zion when you read Hebrew chapter 12 because you found out that's what Christ is, Jesus as a person. Whom the heavens must receive until, watch this, the time of restitution. See, you under, underline the word restitution because that same word restitution means restoration. And that's why John the Baptist came to restore all things. And yet people don't read the Bible enough to know this already happened. I'm going to show it to you in the Word. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things. Watch this. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his prophets. Watch this. Since the world began. Now what I want to do now, I want to show you this scripture has already been. So when John came, look, look, at, look at the gospel of John. When John came, that's why he came. To restore all things. Look at Matthew 17, 10. When John came, John came to restore all things. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 10. And his disciple asked him, saying, Why say the scribes that Elijah, that Elijah is, Elijah is the same as Elijah? Elijah must first come. King James used the word Elias. And Jesus answered and said to them, Elias or Elijah shall first come and restore all things. Why would he say it? Listen to me. But I say to you that Elijah, Elias, is come already. And they knew not but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Elijah has come already. Well, what do you mean come already? Elijah was John the Baptist. See, so you have to understand that's why Elijah came before Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ was Elias. See, you had two prophets. You had Elijah and who was the other one? Elisha. So Jesus Christ's ministry was Elisha. Jesus, John the Baptist's ministry was Elijah. So that's why you had the man who did all the miracles came second. All right, now let's show you what that means. Look at uh, you and Matthew, back up to chapter 11, verse 14. I'm not going to be able to spend time. You can just follow these along in the Word. Uh, Elisha, Math, Math, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 14. And if you will receive it, this is Elias which was to come, which I just read to you. For all the prophets and the law prophesied to John. Verse 13, Matthew eleven thirteen. There it is on the screen. There it is on the screen. For all the prophets and the law did what? They prophesied to John came. Don't you realize what people are trying to do today? they still trying to prophesy. What? They still don't think this is happening. They think they're in their own thing. All right? They prophesied that John came, and if you receive it, this is Elijah which was to come. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit say through the churches. All right. Now, what I want to do, I want to go, go back to... Uh, no, I don't need to do that anymore. You can read the, finish reading that about uh, 
John the Baptist. That was Acts chapter 3, verse 19. You can read the rest all the way down to, uh, uh, well, let's show you what's, what's supposed to happen in verse 22. Acts chapter 3, verse 22. And then I'm going to go to uh, Deuteronomy 18 and show it to you. Deuteronomy 18, 15. See, I got to get this out the way because then I got to go to my message today, the doctrine of Christ. And I got to do it all in the first service. Hallelujah. Verse 22 says, And Moses truly said to the father, A prophet, that should have a capital T there, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, Moses says, shall you hear, watch this, in all things, whatsoever you, whatever he say. See, you got to repent because now God, you're ready to send you the prophet called Jesus. You got to do what he say now. You're not going to do what the Lord and the prophet do no more. You're not going to do what the Lord and the prophet say no more. You're going to do what Jesus says. So that's why repent means change your mind. And after that, you're not going to do what Jesus said no more. You're going to do what the Holy Ghost says. So you in the day of the Holy Spirit, so people still trying to do what Jesus said. I'm not following the Holy Ghost. I'm following Jesus. I don't want Paul. I, I want Jesus. What the Holy Ghost, Jesus sent Paul. See, that's what's happening to people today. They don't know who they're following. All right. Now, uh, God going to see you on know, the prophet. Like unto me, you shall hear in all things. And whosoever shall, whatever he say, do it. Let's go back and see that. So when John the Baptist came, John the Baptist came in Malachi. You read Malachi chapter 4. Let's do that quickly before we go to Deuteronomy. Malachi, let's back up. You in Matthew or somewhere like that. Back up to the book or two before you get to Matthew. And you'll see Malachi. The book for you got Zacharias uh, and Malachi. So before you got to Matthew, you got Malachi. Watch what God said in Malachi. And I want to show you this in Malachi because people still think the Lord is coming. Malachi chapter 4 verse 1. Malachi 4.1, we're talking about the book before Matthew. He said, Behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubbled. The day cometh shall burn them up, said the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branches. See, it's going to burn them up. Now, let's go look at verse 4. Then he's going to tell you when that's going to happen. Come back to your camera, sir. Matthew, Malachi chapter Four and verse number five. Told you when it's going to happen. Verse five. Behold, I sent Elijah. We just showed you who that is now. That's John the Baptist. Let me say it again. Before that day happened, I'm going to send you Elijah. And people are still waiting for the day to happen. You know why they don't study the word? Behold, I send you Elijah, John the Baptist, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. 2,000 years ago, John the Baptist has come. The great for the day of the Lord has already happened, and yet people are waiting for it to come. And he shall turn, this is what John the Baptist is going to do. He's going to turn the hearts of the father to the children, and the hearts of the children to their father, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Well, you've got to know who the earth is there. The earth is not the planet. God's not going to come and just speak curses all over the planet. He's talking about Israel. And that's what happens. See, you got to go back and study the word. All right, just want to give you that. Now let's go to the next thing I say I'm going to go to today. How many know got that? Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Now let's go back and see this prophet that God talked about. That's going to take us into today's teaching. See, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, God sent them a prophet like unto Moses. Now they were to hear Moses. Remember, that's why Paul said in Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, God in sundry times and divers manners and spake in time past by the law and the prophet, but now speaketh to us by his son. See, so whatever his son say, do it. That's why the woman at the well, that's the woman when she turned the, he turned the water into wine. Whatever he say, do it. Right, because that's the ministry they were under now. All right, Deuteronomy uh, chapter number 18. You, you enjoying the word? Right, so it's just as plain and simple when you study the word. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord thy God, when the Bible uses the word the Lord thy God, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, Jesus is the Lord. The Holy Ghost is the Lord God. 
So the Lord here is Jesus. Then you have God, which is the Father. You ought to have these in your Bible somewhere. The word God is the Father, the word Lord is Jesus Christ, the word Lord God is the Holy Ghost. All right. So the Lord, talking about Jesus Christ, thy God, will raise up under thee a prophet. That's awesome. From the midst of thee, thy brethren. Like unto me, Moses says, unto him you shall hearken. See, that's why Paul knew. God has spoken to them in the last day by his son. And verse 16, according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God. See, they don't want to hear God, the Father, because that's what happened. When you read the Bible, you have not come. In Hebrews chapter 12, they say, you have not come to Mount Sinai. Why? Because God came down and spake to Israel. And the earth shook. Israel got so afraid they ran. I'm talking about they, they wanted to whistle God afar off. They absolutely ran. That's how, how when God spake. But see, so God says, okay, watch what they said. We don't want God to speak to us no more. Moses, you speak to us. So that means they want God to speak to them through an intercessor. That's why the new covenant, Christ, Jesus Christ is the intercessor. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So Christ Jesus, God put himself in a body of flesh and came and spoke to Israel, called his name Jesus, the Son of God. But it really was God. Let me show it to you. Uh, got your Bible. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So you got to understand something. God put himself in flesh. It was the Father speaking through the Son. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 19, just one verse. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Watch what it says. To wit that God was in Christ. See, the Father put himself in the Son. God, who was, was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So God, the Father, came in flesh. That's why the name, John 5, 43, Jesus said, I'm coming in my Father's name. We'll move on. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord thy God was raised unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me, Moses says. Unto him shall you hearken, or him that you listen to. Unto him shall you follow. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire anymore that I die not. So, so when God speaks, man, there's fire, there's power. I mean, it makes you shake. All right. Now he says, and the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken. That was in Deuteronomy chapter 20. Uh, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise, up, raise them up a prophet with a capital P. He talking about Jesus. From among their brethren, just like God did with Joseph. Like unto thee, Moses says, and I would put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whoso would not hearken to my words, which he shall speak in my name, my name, the father say he's going to speak in my name, well, his, his father's name is Jesus. I will require it. So in John 5, 43, let's go to it. In the Gospel of John chapter 5 and verse 43. John chapter 5 and verse 43. Jesus says, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. See, it wasn't not just the son they were not receiving, it was, they were not receiving the father. That's why Jesus said this, he that hath a son 
past the Father. So let's go and look at John chapter 7. The Gospel of John chapter 7. We're showing you the doctrine of Christ. We're going to get there. John chapter 7. Watch what Jesus is going to tell them. John chapter 7. We want to start reading verse 14. John 7, 14. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters? How did he know all these scriptures? Having never learned. Jesus said, remember the Father says, I'm going to make him one place. He said, I'm going to make him a, my wife can find it. Quick understanding. So you got to understand something. The Father taught the Son. The Father was in the Son telling the Son what to say. My God Almighty. Jesus answered and said, see, that's if you understand how you work, you'll know. See, the Holy Ghost is supposed to be in you telling you what to say. That's why you got to understand if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you just talking. It ain't the Spirit, it's you. All right, that's why people got to understand. But you got to accept that. If you don't never accept it, it'll never happen. God can never accept, never help you if you're always saying that he's already in you and he's standing outside saying, now I know you're lying and I'm standing out here. So you got you to come to yourself. All right, watch what it says. How is this man speaking and never learned? He's speaking scriptures. The Bible said in verse 16, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine. My teaching is not mine, but his that sent me. See, it's the Father that sent the Son. It's the Father that doing the speaking. In verse 17, if any man would do his, do his will, or he will believe on the Son, that was his will, he shall know of the doctrine. He shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. All right, now, now let's go to the next thing. We are talking about the apostles' doctrine. Let's go to the Gospel of Saint, uh, the, I'm sorry, the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 41, 42 first. Do I have anything out there? Okay, we're going to hold that because I'm going I'm to go that next. Make sure you let me know where I'm going to start on that. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, verse 41 and 42. This is the apostle doctrine. I had one more I needed to give you. And, and the, the apostle doctrine, and they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing. Remember, they had been beaten for them not to speak of that name anymore, not, more, not anymore to preach Jesus is the Christ. All right, then they will say they was worthy to suffer shame for his name in verse 41. In verse 42 says, and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So you got to know what their message was, preaching Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's the doctrine of Christ. So you have to know the doctrine of Christ. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to the scripture that I want for my wife. Then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 16. Let's go back to Isaiah 11. All right, Isaiah, let's do start verse, start verse 1. I think we can do that. We're that close. Isaiah chapter 11. So you have to understand the difference is the apostles' doctrine is most of what you hear today. People still think they can be saved by believing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, that is the, that is the doctrine of Christ. Then people think they can be saved by all the things they do, which is apostle doctrine, which is washing the feet, anointing with all in the name of the Lord. See, everything they're doing, they got baptized in Jesus' name, they anoint with all in Jesus' name, they cast out devils in Jesus' name, they do everything in his name. See, that's the apostles' doctrine. So you read, we may get a chance to do that, that Mark chapter 16, in my name. We read that last week. You shall cast out devils, speak in new tongues. See, all that's the apostles' doctrine, and people are still trying to do that. All right. They don't know their doctrine. They don't know how to be saved. All right. Now, chapter 11. In chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, I'm sorry. Come to your camera, sir. 
Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod, that's Jesus Christ, out of the stem of Jesse. A rod is a soul, a son. Out of the stem of Jesse, his father's name is Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of, his, out of the roots. That's why Christ is called a branch, a capital B. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel. This is the seven spirits of God, in case you ever want to know. Called the seven spirits of God. You can name them. One is the spirit of the Lord. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Number three, the spirit of understanding. Number four, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Those are the seven spirits of God that will rest upon him. You know that because you'll see this in the book of Revelation. And shall make him. Remember the Holy Ghost is the perfect spirit of God. That's what the word seven spirits mean. The Holy Ghost will be up on him and in him and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he not, shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after hearing of ears. He's going to make him of quick understanding. Okay, that's, that's all you need. All right, now let's go to the next one I told you you're going to. Thank you very much. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16. Now, this is, this is where we start at the doctrine of Christ. Because the doctrine of Christ is, who do men say I the Son of Man am? See, people think they can be saved, just believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. No, that's the doctrine of Christ. To your doctrine will come the next service. We read it at the end of every service so you'll know your doctrine. See, people take it for granted, and then they, they go from church to church. They don't know what they believe. And they wonder why God don't give them the Holy Spirit. He cannot give you the Holy Spirit until you are sure what you believe. Because when he gives you the Holy Ghost, he don't need you. To, he don't need you rep, you're supposed to be representing him now. And you over here trying to prop a lot of somebody. All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. So if you back back to verse 12, you'll see another doctrine. It said, verse 12, it said, Then understood they how he bade them, Beware, <laughs> beware the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Beware. And that's what people got to understand. When you are taught a, a, the wrong doctrine, you will never find the tree of life because the doctrine gives you directions. He give you instructions. You'll never find the tree of life, and you'll never learn how to be saved. You'll never get God's faith. You'll believe in the wrong doctrine. Church of the pact. Church of the pact. Believe in the wrong doctrine. If I told a person today that Romans 10, 9, and 10 is not the doctrine that you're supposed to be following today, it is called the doctrine of Christ. Let me say it again. The doctrine of Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10, watch that. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you confess Jesus Christ is Lord, now you watch what I'm going through. See, it's all, is who Jesus is. Who Jesus is, is the doctrine of Christ. See, if you're taking notes, you need to write that down. I'm waiting. Who Jesus is, is the doctrine of Christ. He's the Christ. He's Lord. He's the Son of God. He, see, that's... All who he is. That's the doctrine of Christ. See, your doctrine is not who he is. It's what he did for you to save you. All right. Now, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, here it is, whom do men say I, the son of man, am? See, that's the doctrine of Christ. Who is he? Some say Elias. Some said that prophet. Some said Jeremiah. Who said you that he is? Remember, this is the doctrine of Christ. And they said, some said thou, John the Baptist. Some say Elias or others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom say ye that I am? Remember, this is the doctrine of Christ. This is not how you saved. And Simon Peter answered and says, Simon Peter, Simon Peter, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah. Flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. The Father showed him that Jesus is the Christ, but that's still not your gospel. 
Keep reading, verse number 17. And Jesus said to them, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah, flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say to you that thou art Peter, upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church. So you don't, you don't get it. He, he's upon this rock, upon this revelation that Jesus is the Christ, I will build my church. See, that's, that's not you. You were created in Christ. See, that's what I'm saying. You were not, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All right, now we'll get to Paul. That's why I don't want to mess with Paul right now because I'm going to deal with him the next service. All right. Now, is there anything else I need to give you? Yeah, Colossians chapter 1. I gave you two verses in that area. Two, two verses we're going to go to. Colossians chapter 1 and then 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I want to show you the difference. Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 25. Colossians chapter 1, verse 25 says, Whereupon I am made a minister according to the wisdom, the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Verse 26 is what I want. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, from generation, here it is, but not is made to all saints. I really want verse 27. Verse 27, this is it. To whom God would make known, here it is, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is it? Christ where? Where about? In you. So if, when you get the Holy Spirit, now Christ is where? He's in you now. Look at Romans chapter 8. We're going to go to that verse I just gave you. 2 Corinthians 5, we're going to go to Romans 8. See, this is a problem right here. People go to church all their life, but if you ask them, is Christ in them? They'll say, hmm? Romans chapter 8. And verse 9, Paul says, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. You are, not in the spirit. you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit. When did you get put in the spirit? Watch this, watch this. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. See, when the spirit of God dwells in you, it's when you were put in the spirit. See, there's a difference than you in Christ and Christ in you. See, you got you to see both, both has to happen. See, you don't have eternal life until Christ come in you. You are a new creation when you're in Christ. But until Christ come and live inside of you, you do not have the spirit of Christ. And not only that, you are, if, if Christ does not dwell in you, Watch this. But you, are not, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Christ dwells in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Because once Christ is in you, the next verse says, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit not become your life because of righteousness. So you don't have the spirit of life in you yet until Christ is in you. Look at Romans chapter 8, you there. Let's back up to verse 2. See, a lot of people don't continue. That's why Colossians 1.23 told you if you continue in the faith. See, a lot of people start out, and I'm going to show you that. A lot of people start out with faith, but they don't continue. You only got a seed. You only got what? You only got a seed. I'm going to show you. You got to plant it. God dealt to every man the measure of faith. He gave you a seed. And what we do is we get the seed, we run off and say, I'm saved, hallelujah. You tell a farmer that. A farmer, a farmer got a seed and he's going to say, I'm ready for next year. Can't feed nobody. That's what happened to the church. They just get a seed. Romans chapter 8, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life, you haven't got the spirit yet. You only got a seed. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law and sin of death. You must get the law of the spirit must be in you. 
See, your soul first. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. You got to start off in Christ, then Christ got to get in you. But you can't have if you continue. This is, why, this is why so many people that go to church today. Oh, I'm a new creation. And we sang that song here, which is the, I think is the greatest song that my daughter ever written. But I pray to God she write the other side. You know the song she wrote, right? I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ. See, that's the first half. The other half is Christ in me. See, once Christ come in you, now you become a son. But first, you must become a new creation. That's the first part of your salvation. You must accept that I'm a new creation in Christ. Now I am. I need to make sure I find Pastor Crump so he can preach the gospel of Christ so I can find the tree of life, so I can find the spirit of God can come inside of me. He can't do it if you just talk the doctrine of Christ. He can't do it if you just talk the, uh, the apostles' doctrine. He can only do it when you talk the gospel of Christ. Now that's why I hope you get the tape, tape and listen and that's why people don't have. That's why so many people are going to be watching this television broadcast. That's why so many people are watching this television broadcast now. There's going to be more. Because a lot of people are afraid to, they're afraid to come in here and sit down. They're afraid to come sit down. So they're going to be watching over television. And after a while, they're going to walk through the door. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, just one verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, where about? In Christ. I gave you Colossians 1.27, Christ in you. Now I'm showing you that Christ not only have to be in you, first you are in Christ. That's the first thing. Say first, I must be in Christ. Second, Christ must be in me. All right, that has to happen before you can live eternally. All right. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That man's a new creature. Now he has Christ in him. Anything else I gave you? I've done Colossians 1. I've done, I just did 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All right. All right, let's move on. I got a couple of minutes. Uh, let's go to John chapter 5, verse 19. Now, let me show you the doctrine first. Let's go to 1 John. Let's show you the, the doctrine of Christ. 1 John. And we're going to look at chapter 3 and verse 23 and 24. This is what they had to believe to be saved under the doctrine of Christ. 1 John, chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. This is his commandment. This is what John told the Jewish believer, what they had to believe. Remember I gave you Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 16. Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Watch here. And this is his commandment that we should believe. See, this is not you. This is Israel. They had to believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's why most people only talk about the name Jesus Christ. If you believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Remember, God gave them the, the, the commandment in John 13, 34, and 35. He didn't get that to you. He gave it to Israel. Those were the two things they had to do. They had to believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And number two, they had to love one another as he gave them commandment. Then verse 24 says, and he that keepeth his commandment and dwelleth in him and he in him. Dwelleth in him. They dwells in him and he dwells in them. He abide, no, we have the, he abide in us by the spirit which he has given unto us. And so that's how they were saved. So you have to understand, let's go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Start with chapter 4. Let's do chapter 4 first, then chapter 5. 1 John. 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now this is what John taught the Jewish believer. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Those are people. Those are people who say 
that they are prophets or preachers and all this stuff. They're called spirits. So that's why you got to understand those spirits teach doctrines of devils. Believe not every spirit. See, either you are a spirit sent by God as a pastor or you are a spirit of the devil. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. You're talking about preachers, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets, see, he's talking about people, are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the spirit of God. Hereby know that this man is a, have the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus is coming in the flesh is of God. See, that's how they were saved. They had to believe that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you heard that it shall come even now 2,000 years ago within the world. And in 1 John 5, 1, 1 John 5 and 1, whosoever believe it, that Jesus is Christ. Remember, this is how we started out. This is what Matthew 16, 13 is talking about. Jesus the Christ, either Son of God, whosoever believe it, that Jesus the Christ, watch this, is born of God. Everyone that loveth him that begot, loveth him that also is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God if we love God and keep his commandment. Verse number nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son has the witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. This is a record God has given unto us, eternal life, and that life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. This is what the doctrine of Christ was all about. That's not your doctrine. Your doctrine will come the next service. We're going to take the next service to teach you your doctrine. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Get up and give the Lord a great big hand. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. See if you not if you never if you never be saved, it's not gonna be my fault. I'm gonna continue to show you the word of God. We have our word here in the storehouse, CD, DVDs, podcasts all the Facebook, all these different kinds of media that you can get the Word of God today. Let's give him another big hand. First Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to start here because this is going to be your teaching. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach, Paul says to you, which also you have received it when you stand, watch what he says, by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preach to you unless you have believed in vain. That's why so many people don't know what they believe. They just believe in anything the preacher said. They just sit there and just whatever he said, that man know he can preach, can't you? He can preach, preach, boy. What he preach? I don't know what he can preach, but he can preach. If you keep in memory what I preach to you unless you believe in vain, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Paul said, this is how I was saved. Christ died for our sins. See, it doesn't say the Son of God. That's what the doctrine I talked this morning. But he says Christ died for our sins and he was buried 2,000 years ago for three days and three nights and then he rose again from the dead. That's the doctrine that we preach in this house. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online 
at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com.